0: Okay. Welcome to another episode of the Progress Neighbor Podcast. And today I'm here with Michelle Nedelec. Um well Yep. <laughs> uh, she's a creative director, and co-founder of Awareness Strateg- Strategies. And uh, um, it is a sales and marketing automation company, right? Absolutely. And you, your, your sole job is to help people fulfill your entrepreneurial dreams. Exactly, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she's also the host of the Business Ownership Podcast, which is available on Spotify and Apple Podcast and wherever you get your podcasts, like just like the Progress Neighborhood Podcast. So, um, Michelle, welcome to the show. Uh, can you can you tell us more about yourself? I mean, yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on the show, Mackie. I appreciate it immensely. So I'm the Creative Director of Awareness Strategies and what we do is tech done for you. So being able to um, take your processes as far as digital marketing goes and to automate those. So we specialize in a product known as Keep Max Classic or it used to be known as Infusionsoft and some people to use it as Confusionsoft, soft and we wholeheartedly agree that it is a incredibly robust system that will do anything that we want it to do. So we have a team of techs that will that love this stuff. They play with infusion soft like gamers play with <laughs> games like, <laughs> like, like if I could say, you know, we A lot of marketing platforms out there are kind of like the ukuleles in the music industry and Infusionsoft is a Stradivarius and we play it and make it sing. So it's for businesses that are ready to to create more of a complex system in their business. So it could be just a solopreneur that goes up and speaks, but instead of saying, you know, come and talk to me at the back and I'll take your credit card and write it down and <laughs> and I do business that way, which is totally cool. You can, you can run a million dollar business that way, but it is a lot of work, <laughs> it's a lot <laughs> of, of work. Of course, of course. Or you can get up on stage and go, hey, if you like what I've been talking about, I got a free gift for you. Text, get my book at one, two, three, four, five, and you know, we'll take care of you. And in the background, the tech takes care of all of those things. So it's just a different way of looking at your business. And when you look at your business differently, then you can start to expand and grow and and scale once things start working. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we help them do that.
0: Well, before before you went on to uh, co-founding or launching awareness strategies, what is what? What is your 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 work at that time?
1: Our work at that time. So, for in about 2003, we started a personal development company, and I say we, being me and my partner in business and pleasure, as we like to say. And I taught people how to be successful, how to understand the mind, how it works, and how we create our successes, and we did that uh, delightfully for about 15 years, and people wanted their courses online they didn't want to show up live courses anymore at that time so I started going online and I was getting frustrated with it because I'm not well, I am a tech girl, but I'm not that kind of a tech girl. <laughs> I did do computer programming at one point. I did websites, but this just seemed to be that much more complex. So I whined and complained. <laughs> like, Can you do this for me? So he, he took it over and did it for me, and it was awesome. And then he found Infusionsoft, and he was like, I want to transfer over to the software. And I'm like, dude, you do whatever you like. You know, whatever makes you sing and makes you do my work for me. (laughs) You can use whatever tools you want. So he did that, and he was a happy camper. And then a few years later, um, he was done his contracts. He had worked for, he was basically a software developer, architect, CIO, something along that line. I really don't know what he did. Mm -hmm. Um, But I knew that he went into bigger businesses like Hal Burton's of the world. And basically, they would say, hey, we need some software. What do you need? And he would go, we need this many hundred people. We need these servers. It's going to take two years. It's going to be, a you know, X million dollars. And he would create those and put them on time on budget. But he kind of got worn out, did the thing. And I said, you know, this going online thing is really complicated. Why don't we just pivot and create a done-for-you tech services so that um, we'll do the tech for people? Because I know the marketing. I know the psychology. I know the everything from the colors, the, the branding, all of that kind of fun jazz, and he clearly knows his tech. So that's what we did. We pivoted and he runs the tech side of the company and all the techies and manages them, and I run the creative side and manage all the graphic designers, copywriters, all the fun stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anything to do with colors and uh, words, I take care of. Anything that takes care of numbers and acronyms, that's his side.
0: Oh, that—that's cool that you have a <laughs> partner like that. Cause right, um, uh, similar to similar to our company, uh, the one I founded. Cause um, we're both creatives. Although my my co-founder, which is a close friend of mine from college, uh, she's a flight attendant by the day and writes blogs at night on on her free time. So. Um, I kind of like said to her that, okay, let me do the tech side. I mean, the client side and you do the marketing side because you, you you write stuff for almost everything. So <laughs> nice. uh, why not make use of your writing skill and um, try to market this venture of ours because... Uh, <laughs> We're, right. We're at that moment. We're in. Okay. If this one go bust,
1: we're done. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Welcome to the entrepreneurial cliff. I would like to introduce you to your five thousand foot drop. <laughs> I
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. The first. The first thing, the first thing that you would see when you open your, uh, when you're open the door on that certain opportunity is this big problem you need to solve, or else it will technically. And F the wind up. is
1: blowing, <laughs> and the trees are getting closer, and <laughs> there's no time to think about it. And <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> so, um,
0: let's go on the business side. So, what do you think is the overall effect of this COVID nineteen pandemic on entrepreneurship? and the way people market their business. Because uh, as far as I can see it, um, we started, actually we found, we already founded this company before. Uh, it's a media agency, digital marketing agency, where, where we create ads for McDonald's, Philippines, for for um, uh, fast food chains, small time businesses. Um, we create, commercials. So, uh by the time COVID-19 steps in, um everything just went online and there's no there's no much to s- there's not much to see anything on TV wherein most of our products go. So, um what do you think is the overall effect of COVID-19 pandemic on your on your side of the industry?
1: i think people learned how to articulate more and i think they learned how to find out what people really wanted so pre pre pre-pandemic there there was still a lot of people were going back to mail outs they were going back to kind of the um the old school marketing ways because there was there was starting to be a on of digital marketing and people didn't understand it, they didn't know why people would do that, people were still working at an office, they were still listening to the radio and podcasts when mm-hmm. they're driving to work, like there was still an analog kind of sense to the world at that time and they were going back into it so when the pandemic hit and especially the bricks and mortar they had to learn how to market online and there is this phenomenon that is happening in the digital marketing world that happens when you have a product so back once upon a time if you wanted to buy a car we all know the expression you can buy any color you want as long as it's black and and then now, switch forward to today, you can get any color you want, any size you want, any amount of seats you want, any amount of air conditioning, heating, entertainment units, sunroofs, whatever you want, all the bells and whistles. <clears throat> so in order to get consumers' attention, you need to be at a very specific minutia. It's not, hey, do you wanna buy a car? It's, do you wanna buy a car with an entertainment unit that can take you from blah, to blah, Right. So the mm-hmm. exact same thing happens in every business. So in coaching, for example, everybody was coaching and then they go online and they're like, hey, I'm a coach. Are you really a coach or are you a consultant? Uh, and there's a difference between a coach and a consultant. And a, you know, and then, well, what kind of coach are you in business? Are you in relationships? Are you in health? OK, so you're a health coach. But what kind of health do you deal with? Are you dealing with food and nutrition? Are you dealing with fitness? So there's this niche that kind of came down and it happened in every industry instantly because mm. we were all at home so it happened to lawyers accountants you name a business it happened to them they couldn't just be an accountant or a lawyer they had to be a specific one so that when somebody types in you know I need a lawyer because my uh, neighbor wants to sue me for my cat peeing in the yard <laughs> <Like> it's be <laughs> specific and so the marketing for the lawyers has to be that specific are you being sued by your neighbors for something that you know is really out of your control and And then when people are typing that, they're like, "Yeah, that's me, that's exactly what I want. And that fine tuning of the marketing message, I think was extremely important on one end to be able to learn how to differentiate yourself in a very busy market, right? All of a sudden you've got what, six billion people online? Mm -hmm. Like it got really busy really fast. And then now that you know how to articulate that and who you are and what you stand for, being able to then, Embrace that and embody it when you're talking to your clients and and you become that um, that person, that's your flag in the door. So, I think it was a good thing in a really weird, twisted sort of way.
0: Okay, so, speaking of um, speaking of adjusting on the current trend that we have right now, or at least the COVID-19 brought to us, okay, <laughs> do businesses, especially startups, need to shift their marketing and operation plans uh, pre-pandemic to the new normal? Because, uh, as far as I can see it, um, uh, we're a startup, and mm-hmm. then, uh, but with the support of a big company like huawei um we have the means to shift everything like pivot everything to the other side but do business um or startups like us who doesn't have partners big partners to support them need to need also to shift their all of the marketing plans that they had pre-pandemic to what we have what's going on now
1: Yeah, I I think so but I don't think it's as bad or as hard as they think it is I think it's a huge opportunity because once upon a time a small startup anywhere you know they started where they were and they put out a sign and talked to their friends and go hey do you want to buy my thing do you know anybody that wants to buy my thing come buy my thing and now they have international exposure Mm -hmm. so if they have a product or service it almost doesn't matter what it is unless it's like dog walking um, that you can sell your service internationally. There is always gonna be somebody that wants to buy that thing. You just have to figure out who would be the most apt to buy that thing. And in the past, the person who is most apt to buy that thing might not have been in your local neighborhood. Right? Take something super common. Uh, I don't know, mangoes or mangoes super common yeah. for you guys. <laughs> right? And they're super not common for us. So if somebody went, hey, you know, my my mama or my grandma is really good at making mango jelly but Uh everybody in the neighborhood can get mango jelly but now you start marketing to canada and we're like yes this is fantastic and you can you know it in it may be an oddity how much we're willing to pay for that one because the dollar is worth more two because it's still snowing outside and you guys are dancing around (laughs) enjoying mango so like (laughs) we want some of that in a jar and we're willing to pay for it So all of a sudden, you're open to a whole new market that you just never would have been before. And all you're doing is selling your grandma's jelly out of her kitchen,
0: which Mm -hmm. is awesome. Well, technically, they should push through or on anything, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm.
1: Absolutely. Push through on anything because the opportunity is there. One of the biggest issues I see with most, well, most people is that when something happens, the majority of people will see it as a negative. Oh, this is a change. And it doesn't matter if the change was bad or good or otherwise, they'll see it as a bad thing because they have to change the way they think. And in any change, there's an opportunity, especially Mm -hmm. if you can see that opportunity before other people can see that opportunity. Now you're like, oh, yes, we have to do that thing. Now, the problem with being on the bleeding edge of technology is that not everybody knows what you're talking about, right? go six months ago four months ago you started talking to somebody about blockchain and crypto and wallets and gas yes i hear air coming out (laughs) (laughs) there's sounds coming out of your mouth but i have no idea what you just said yeah and and it's very quickly becoming a normal conversation for people to have and Mm -hmm. whereas six months ago it just wasn't Mhm, and um,
0: being on the trend right now, because you, you mentioned earlier that everyone is at home, so you have to. Uh, and then there's this certain niche that, technically, came out, um, for everyone to be needed to be specific on their on their end or or what they do. So, with that being said, is digitalization in the business uh, industry? Ne- not technically necessary, but is basically encouraged at the moment because I've seen businesses who who had this brick and mortar going before pandemic and they, they're good at it. They're earning big bucks out of it. And then uh, COVID-19 steps in and it's just zero for them for the whole month. And by the time they shifted to a website for an e-commerce store, the the trend technically went back on their on their um, own discretion. So uh, do you think digitalization is necessary right now? Is it essential or business could just, if if they're good at brick and mortar, they can just take a brick and mortar?
1: There is a phenomenon that happens when you become an entrepreneur that you don't tend to stick to your thing. So, once upon a time, people would go in, get a job, become an engineer, and become an engineer for the rest of their lives. And they'd work at a company for 50 years and they'd get a watch and then they'd go retire and travel around the world if they were still in good health, and that was it. Today, well, and those, those, um, If they graduate with an employee mentality and they stay in employee mentality, they will go and look for brick-and-mortar jobs as an employee. But if that same engineer gets the entrepreneurial bug, then all of a sudden they go, hey, there's an opportunity here. Hey, there's a possibility there. Hey, this is a problem. I can solve that problem. And all of a sudden, those gears start churning. So when the gears start churning and, and... society has changed. It's it's no longer exactly the same. You could go and just start up another engineering company and go, Hey, we build roads and you know, you still need roads and this is awesome. Or what he could do is go into business and say, hey we are awesome at building roads and the infrastructure is a huge issue, even though people are still in their houses, but you have a huge opportunity to be able to go and fix those infrastructures in ways that you haven't before. We have noticed that, you know, people in this country build the roads this way. If they did it this way, it would last longer. It would do this and you could get over that. And all of a sudden everybody's looking at like, hey, you got something <laughs> going on there. Like, get, get your butt over here and start doing it. So you could go back to that bricks and mortar if that's what you really, really want to do and you love doing it, but most entrepreneurs are like, I want to see what's on the hill over there. I want to see why those lights are over in the distance. I want to see why. <laughs> and then they start, you know, they go on this mm. little journey to go find out where those lights are coming from and everybody's going, well, why are you going over there? And it's like, because there's lights over there and I want to know what's yeah. going on. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So uh, speaking of um, startups, right? What do you think? Yep. Are the top five, or on your perspective, what are the top five key factors of launching your own venture? Because I have my own top five before, but then, <laughs> but then, uh, when when I entered my third month as an as a startup entrepreneur, um, I kind of like realized that oh, my top five are not really my, the top five because there's <laughs> there's more of it, so. Uh, to get, This is to give um, a heads up to those, to my listeners or to my audience and your audience um, uh, That those people who plan to start their own business Because um, technically, no one's actually, well, in the case of the phobies, um No one's planning to go back to the regular office work so
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's really but, nice to have a four foot commute into your office yeah i
0: know i know but get the,
1: coffee whenever you want nobody's harassing yeah. you
0: <laughs> but then but then there was like um uh and the government the government is technically enforcing them that that um, yeah, I, I uh, the, never the, thought
1: I'd say this before, but yeah, so is ours. So <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, so the the pandemic is technically over, or uh, we're technically coping up with the with the COVID nineteen situation right now so you you guys can go back to your offices uh your work for a moment people are like no we're staying here (laughs) (laughs)
1: that's really funny that we fought so hard to fight for our rights to you know have that freedom and we're like yeah i just stay in my house it's nice
0: (laughs) it's kind of ironic (laughs) yes i know and then um the government is technically having problems on if we're going to let these people stay at their homes and work, what would we do? What's the use of those buildings that we built from, you know, from 90s to 2000s? skyscrapers? Yeah, the skyscrapers. Well, personally, I think they make
1: fantastic housing.
0: Yeah, I know. I I really do
1: think that they will make a lot of low-cost housing out of them um, Mm -hmm. because I think the people that own them, one, if their business is no longer there, they either sold it back to the bank, gave it to the bank. Um, the the banks doesn't want it. They're trying to get rid of it. And I think it's a easy opportunity for governments to step in and go, okay, with the pandemic, with the almost guaranteed inflation that's going to be coming up. People are going to start hurting. Like there, there's just no question about it. And again, change happens, but there's a huge opportunity there. So what we could do is take those fantastic, amazing buildings, turn them into uh, condo units or whatever. And uh, I think they'd make gorgeous, nice mm-hmm. houses. Like they've got the plumbing, they've got the electricity, they've got the lighting, like they've got everything they need. It's, it's not that hard of a, a switchover. Um, mm. I really do think that people are going to kind of stay home more because everybody hated the commute. There wasn't anybody that went, Yahoo, I get to commute to work. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody said that ever. Yes. Um, I mean, they they may like it, going for a drive, but you can play, still right? go for a drive, right? right? Or for a bike ride or for a walk or for whatever. Mm. Um, I personally like the <laughs> lack of driving around. Um, <clears throat> but I think there's... So let's look at it from a startup position. Is there an opportunity here? Yes, absolutely, of course. It's never been easier to go into business. It's never been Mm. easier to get a hold of your clients. Do you need some tech behind it? Yes. Would it be really prudent to uh, not do that tech yourself? So if you happen to have got a severance package and you can set yourself up, I would personally hire a business coach or a business consultant, somebody that knows about business. Because to me, business is business. I have been consulting businesses for so long startups coaches legal firms hotels rest like anything business is business you need a profitable product that people want to buy and if it's good Mm. enough you have to show them why it's good because they're not necessarily just going to see it and and recognize the difference and you need to be able to have a team that supports you so to me when i look at scaling businesses to me there's four Cornerstones or pillars that have to be taken into account. You Mm -hmm. have to have a strategy. Mm -hmm. You have to have a system. You have to have the support to implement those systems and those strategies. And you have to have the right state of mind to be able to go forward. So to me, entrepreneurial um calling is the best personal development program ever on the planet because you figure out what who you are and what you're made of because you don't know the answers to things. And as you pursue them, the ideas will come to you, the opportunities will come to you if you focus on moving forward in that business. As soon as you start letting fear and anxiety and all that kind of fun jazz uh, take over, well, then you go on a different kind of trip, but it's not a (laughs) really fun one. Let go of that crap as fast as possible and move forward towards those goals and you can achieve things that are phenomenal and amazing. So to me, Again, business is business. Figure out what you got to figure out in order to be able to do that. Strategy first, systems, support, mm-hmm. and state of mind. And and then all they just keep turning and growing and you keep looking at those to mm-hmm. how do we build this bigger faster and serve and support more people? And if you put something out there and it's I don't know, red and people are going, "Oh, but you know, i'd really like it to be more of a shade of blue you know can you have something that's a little bluer and it's like oh if you're gonna buy it, sure yeah we'll make it blue and then by the time you're done you realize well maybe it's purple purple is the thing that everybody wants and that's awesome great awesome who cares <laughs> but you had to put red out first before you got that feedback to say that people wanted something a little bit different and that's okay that's just business
0: mm-hmm. and uh last senior's perspective Um, What are the three possible factors that stops people from starting their own business?
1: Fear, number one, absolutely. Um, A sense of need for safety, and that need for safety is almost always external when somebody starts, because the entrepreneurial mindset are the Uh, employee mindset is that your safety comes from external sources it comes from the company it comes from the house you live in it comes from whatever yes as an entrepreneur you have to internalize that safety so you have to realize that you create your own money you create your own life you create your own lifestyle you create your everything around you and as you internalize that uh, you become more powerful and potent but if that sense of safety is external it's a huge pitfall Mm -hmm. and the third one is they let their lack of knowing stop them truthfully nobody knows how to run a business not even somebody that's run 17 of them as soon as they go into a new one they have no idea how to run that business but they take whatever experience they might have had in the past and they start to build the plane as they fall off that cliff again (laughs) every time you face that cliff it is a brand new cliff no matter where you're at even Richard Branson if you went into a new venture, it is a brand new cliff, and you build the plane as you fall. And you just, I think people like Richard Branson trust that it's going to work because they've done it so many times before, but they're still falling off the cliff and they're still building the plane that way. So if you're brand spanking new into this world of entrepreneurialism, just understand that that's the way it always goes and just go right foot, left foot, right foot, left foot, what can I do now? What can I do now? What can, you know, just keep asking yourself, who you know, who knows what I can do? What do I need right now? I need somebody that understands business. Awesome. Go find them. Like Whatever it is.
0: Mm -hmm. So those are good points. Now, before before we end this session, do you have anything to promote, Michelle?
1: Absolutely. I would love to help people if they have a website that they want to have uh, reviewed we have a website audit that they can all have to do is go put in their website and it pops out a report it's a fantastic report and it's as easy as getting green lights yellow lights and red lights just like you're driving green lights you're doing awesome keep rocking yellow lights hmm, you might want to look at this is kind of important but if you get a red light it's like hey stop google will punish you for doing this and you may not be seen if you're doing these things so get rid of the red ones first change all those and then uh, you can look at the yellow ones later and then keep building out your website and make it Google friendly and uh client and customer friendly. And you'll start building your business. If you want mm-hmm. help with that, I'm happy to help, but it is an awesome report. You can take it to any of your tech, your marketing team and be able to build your business out from there.
0: Actually. Yes. Thank you. So, uh, actually I, I uh, i kind of like um added you on linkedin as as we Yahoo! talked so yeah so um yeah uh i was interested on that checking thing tool nice. that you uh I'm, yep, I'm website so,
1: audit super easy
0: i'm so going to tell that to my to my co-founder because she does the seo as well so um and the first time we got into the SEO thing it was like um, we thought it was easy, like a digital marketing thing. But <laughs> then um, I told her that uh, you have to understand PPC, you have to understand um, how to use the the Google Ads platform and everything. And she was like, "I can learn that on the on the way." And <laughs> two weeks later, it was like, Mackie, um, you know tech can you explain this to me? It was like, right? I told you.
1: <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden they start talking in acronyms and you're like, what? But yeah. I, I, I know. need to do what? But yeah, if you don't have your SSL certificates up, Google will not let you be visible right now to anybody. So you kind of have to go to tech and go, Hey, what does this mean? And do I have it set up? Right. If you can go to your website, you probably have it set up, right. If you're not getting into your website then that's probably what it is. Yes.
0: Well, it was like, many- um, one of one of my uh, one of those times that, uh, when she asked me how to or ex- can I explain this tech thing to her, especially if it's um, under the Google ad platform, um, it's pretty hard for me because I'm I'm in the tech industry and I'm used to explaining explain things with jargons <laughs> and everything, so. <laughs> It doesn't really help at all.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. We love to tease that Brad not only speaks English, but he speaks tack. And he can <laughs> translate between the two.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, well, it's yeah, that's the episode. Um uh, we hope you learned something on this episode, guys. And don't forget to check out Michelle's podcast, a Business Ownership Podcast. Actually, as of the moment, I'm currently listening to uh, one of her episodes that technically relates to my experience, right? So thank you again, Michelle. Um, thank
1: you for having me. I love it. And we love you people. If you're struggling in business, keep going. There's hope. Just keep <laughs> listening. Keep coming back. You'll make All right. it.
0: <laughs> All right. So this has been an episode of Progress with Podcast. Um, tune in. Um, your, this podcast is available on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts. Even you can ask Alexa to play for this podcast. Is your podcast with Amazon?
1: Yes. Yep. So we have Amazon. We have um, Google, Apple, mm-hmm. Spotify, iHeartRadio.
0: Yeah because mm-hmm. <laughs> uh not all podcasts here the Philippines have access to amazon podcast i just got into pod uh, into amazon podcast because of huawei because huawei is technically forcing me to um our partners in the u.s wants to hear from you on your podcast and it was like okay they can check out spotify actually mackie uh i don't know if you know this but um spotify it's not really a thing outside of the Philippines. I mean
1: <laughs>
0: what? Yeah, yeah. It's either they go on Amazon for for music or Amazon play or Apple Podcasts. Right, mm-hmm. and um, it's rarely that you could find people listening to podcasts on Spotify because uh, the most use case of Spotify for them just connect it in their car, that drive and they listen to the music and then pull it out. And they don't expect people talking from that.
1: <laughs> well, and what's kind of funny here it, that I've noticed is it's kind of a, I'm gonna say you know, 30 and under crowd that listens to Spotify and it's always music. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But yes. um, but a lot of the podcast listeners are the thirty and up crowd because mm-hmm. they want to get informed.
0: <laughs> okay, so I'm not going to bother you anyway. Any, any uh, yeah I, I I know I know you have what time is it there right now?
1: Ten thirty seven a.m.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a long day.
1: <laughs> well I, I'm awake now so it's good if you had got me a couple hours ago I'd have been like you want what <laughs> <laughs>
0: know. you're doing good <laughs> and it's good that you had your coffee because I'm assuming yeah, exactly,
1: exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: so every everybody needs their coffee alright so thank you Michelle uh, thank I hope you. to have you soon again on the podcast all right that. yeah and um, let's keep in touch on LinkedIn all right? sounds awesome alright all right. thanks Michelle thank you. bye bye